you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to come across your broadcast, your airwaves. We're really excited about that. With me out there in Utah, enjoying the good life, hearing jets fly over once in a while. So if you hear an F-35, do not worry. It's uh, Kevin's real close to a base out there. So good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning. I was just a few minutes ago crossing the uh, road two blocks up and an F-35 flew over the road, probably 50. It looked like 50 feet because the, uh, the runway started right past the road you know the fence was there so it was uh, it was i hope it's the sound of freedom brother it was awesome yeah yeah that's god's uh, god's way of reminding us that uh, uh that freedom freedom through intimidation freedom through strength all those things <laughs> reagan used to say i'm all in for uh, i know that yeah. it's pretty awesome being around the world and knowing you have the best stuff and i hope it stays that way well yeah. we were talking so so kevin and i've been speaking and talking about you know we're still kind of working in narcissism kind of what we do how we ended up talking on narcissism the different things we've been talking about for your family for your kids we we talked about so much last week next week great news uh, I want you to know that uh, Pastor Tony Miller, as you remember, he drops by every six weeks or so and had some major AFib issues. And because of those AFib issues, we lost him for a little while, three or four months, where he couldn't come by as he was trying to get that right. Great news. His doctors got it right through medicine, through um, I really believe they shocked his heart a couple times, but he's doing wonderful and he's going to come back and he's going to talk to us about putting on armor. Those of us who are hurt. And I, I said to him a few months ago, I said, Pastor Miller, what would you say to that group of people like us who've come out of hurt, who've been there, whose lives have been upside down? What would you say is the number one thing we need to do after we get saved, after we join the church and serve God? And he said, brother, we have a daily requirement. We have a daily command to put on the whole armor of God. And what a wonderful job uh, he does in things like this. So be excited about that. So next week, we got a special week with Pastor Tony Miller. You don't want to miss it. He's going to be talking about putting on the whole armor of God, using his experience. Now, he says there's seven pieces, and I agree with him. He calls that last piece prayer as being part of the armor, and we know that, don't we? We need to we need to be prayed up and uh, just filled with, with the Word of God. So as we talked on, anyway, you guys know I got that ADHD, that OCD, that D-U-M-B, and I talk a little bit in circles, and I, I chase rabbits. I even chase foxes sometimes, but now I'm back. I'm back on the road. So we were talking about where do we go? What do we talk about today? Where do we start this week? And I, I think it's really important that we we just camp out for a minute and talk about what we're doing in the ministry and what our ministry looks like and and things like that, people walking up to us, things that are being said, we want to pull you into that and let you know what's going on. Uh, because sometimes, you know, Kevin and I may say something and we'll say, oh yeah, we just finished at our church here or there. I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow to Kansas. Kevin's still out in Utah. I come back, I turn around, I go out to the West Coast. I come back, I turn around, go to Australia. I come back, I turn around, go to Cambodia and a few places in between. So we want to let you know what is this all about? 
why are you doing these things and, and, and where are you going with these things? So that's what we want to talk about today. So I'm, I want to start by telling you this. So Wounded Spirits was born. I was the general director of a ministry called Armed Forces Baptist Missions that was uh, out of a church there in Chesapeake, Virginia. And God really blessed. We, we saw tons of people come through our ministry over the years and left in really good shape. We, we got there and there was a handful of us basically. And uh, sadly, a couple of those original people went to heaven while we were there. And, and, uh, but what a blessing it was. And around 2013, the end of 13, beginning of 14, I ran into a pastor in Richmond, Virginia named Don Sumter. So if you look up Landmark Baptist Church in Richmond, Virginia, it's actually, I think a little town right outside, but it'll come up and as I was with Don, I preached for a Sunday, and Don stopped me, and he said, uh, he said, Brother Doug, when are you going to write a book or do something about these people with PTSD? And he, he handed me an article that he had printed about just the sheer number of people at Fort Lee, at, and that was a local base uh, that was kind of in between both of us, and um, and and he started talking about the sheer numbers of people with PTSD, and it prompted my heart, and from that, a year later uh, came the book Wounded Spirit. So kind of, sort of, you know, where we came from, the ministry uh, left away from Armed Forces Baptist Missions that refused to be locked up in a box with another ministry. Folks like us needed just 100% of this ministry, and, and God has blessed so much. So now we come to now, and why are we helping people? And there's, there was a verse uh, that really touched my heart along the way that got me going. It says, I have showed you all things, how that soul labor and you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. And, and God put it on my heart. There you are. You're, you're, you're fat, you're comfortable figuratively and literally, um, in your ministry there, you're, you got everything you want, everything you need. But, you know, a whole bunch of Americans, a whole bunch of military people, a whole bunch of non-military people are committing suicide, hurting from PTSD, living lives that are upside down. And, and God put it on my heart as I read that verse. He said, Doug, I helped you. Isn't it time to give? Isn't it time to do this? So that's where it comes from. So I'm going to shift to Kevin for a few minutes, let him talk about the, what he's doing out there in ministry, and we'll do that. We'll go back and forth. But I wanted to give you that history update. Kevin came along with us a year or so ago, but I want Kevin to tell you about what's happening. He talked to you about the lady coming up to him at the Chinese restaurant, but I want him to give you a snapshot so you know how it all started, but I want to give you a snapshot of what he's been going through for about a week. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm so privileged to be out here on the on the west right now and this is where it seems like for the first time i i began to let the cat out of the bag and you know take the take the bushel basket off the light as far as ptsd and wounded spirits because i just you know i'm transitioning myself i am doing eagles wings military ministry and that is operating on different bases but this um this need that I've been seeing for, for many years for PTSD on a military level, um, I, you know, I, I was able to work on that over the last year. But out here, I started mentioning it openly in churches. And so I, uh, when I would have a meeting at a church or I, I just got back from a meeting out in Oregon, um, seven hours away and a big meeting, like three times a day type of meeting, <laughs> conference, Bible conference. And while I was there, great church in Somerville, Oregon, um, <clears throat> I, I set up a table and it was a table and I, I 
I build the table as as a wounded spirits table for PTSD, not military ministry, because there's no military base out in that part of Oregon. There's nothing. There's just nothing nearby. So as soon as I landed there and said, "Okay, I'm going to set up this table for the first time," it's going to say wounded spirits. It's going to have wounded spirits books. It's going to have various things and and whatnot, plus some, you know a few military things, military Bibles, and and whatnot. I didn't even get my display up. A pastor walked up to me with tears in his eyes. And he said, uh, he said he was over three counties in central Oregon of, of he's a chaplain of first responders in three counties in Oregon. And I found out later on, this guy is a mover and shaker. I mean, he's like, he's not just a chaplain, like that's, that's a, uh, an attachment. He is, he's a mover and shaker in those departments. And so as he's talking about this situation, he's describing him going out on the calls. So this is boots on the ground and how ate up he was with some of the children that, that lost their lives, you know, that he had to deal with these calls, um, you know, accidents. Yeah. I I don't know all the details. And then he talked about how he lost his, one of his own little kids. And, uh, he just, he was ate up and man, we're, we're just standing there we're just crying. I mean, we're just hugging and crying. And, uh, I just, and I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm just setting up my table for the first time ever. It says wounded spirits, pictures of first responders, soldiers, battered women, you know, that kind of stuff. And up comes a guy and we're hugging and crying and brother, he, uh, he said, we've got to start one of these weekly chapters here. When can you come? And I didn't even have a car with me. And I said, brother, let me work on it. And then, um, another guy comes up while I'm talking to him and says, whenever you come to see him, come to see me too. Mm. And about uh, in a, in a day and a half, I counted 10 pastors that came up and said, either I've got serious uh, need with some PTSD in their own life or serious need with PTSD and people they're ministering to or wanting to start a chapter just to reach the community because they see it all the time. And brother, I would say for me, this has been a, a, like you said, when that brother challenged you, it's been a wake up call. I know we're getting up against the clock here, but there's a wake up call to me and saying, I don't have the luxury of delay. I've got to get on this and help as many people, as many churches, many communities, as many military bases as possible. Yeah, and that's the truth. And and folks, we appreciate you hanging with us. In just a second, I'm going to go ahead and, and do what we got to do to help the radio stations get done what they need to get done. But we'll be right back. Hang with us, okay? Thanks. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. You know, in chapter six of the book of Galatians, Paul's, you know, trying to wrap up and, and, and give instruction basically to the church of Galatians. He's trying to, he's emphasizing how important it is to bear one another's burdens, how important it is. I was studying that the other day and it, it just reached up and slapped me. You know, the book of Galatians is saying, you know, let go of your pride. 
uh, look out for one another, you know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, the church in Galatia, they must've been like, whoa, you know, Paul's got a little bit of a somber tone here. He went from, from being this nice guy and talking to us to, uh, becoming a Sergeant major, you know, and he's, and, and he says, bear ye, I love this verse over in Galatians, uh, chapter six and verse two, bear ye one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. And I, I was just listening to Kevin and, and, and honestly, we're, this is off the cuff. We, we came into this with nothing <laughs> written down with nothing opened up. We just want to talk about what's going on, what we do and, and, uh, things of that nature. And as he was talking and he was talking about crying with that pastor about losing one of those kids and, and, and folks right away, there was something in my throat. that was a knot there. There was, um, right away it was it was kind of like god was squeezing me saying this is what you're supposed to be doing and then the second pastor came over and said hey and when you're there make sure you come over here and you know so often we look at the news and we see portland oregon burning down and all these different things but a lot of times we don't stop and think about all the people around that state are that are just hurting so bad uh, you know, and, and even these people who are taking over cities within cities and building yeah. cop free zones, there's so much hurt, there's so much pain. And yet God says to someone like Kevin and someone like me, bear ye one another's burdens. It's, it's so real. It's so straightforward. Kevin, just, just do this, you know, uh, help each other with their burdens. It's what he's telling us to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a mandate, brother. I think it's mandatory. It's not an optional. It's not an option. It's, uh, in fact, one of the things that God used to get me, that lit a fire under me, is even before, brother Doug, you you talked about me doing what I do with, you know, the wounded spirits, and I I saw in the scriptures in Luke 14. I was just saw it in my devotions, you know, just before that time, where Jesus is talking about the idea of winning people to Christ and getting the gospel out. And he said, a certain man made a great supper and made many and sent it, sent a servant at a separate time to say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I've brought, I've bought a piece of ground. Let's need to go see it. I pray they have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen. And we know that, you know, he wanted to go prove them. And then another guy said, well, I got married and I, I can't come. So all these excuses came back to the, to the, to the Lord of the, uh, of the party, so to speak, the servant came, showed his Lord these things. And it says the master of the house being angry said to a servant. So Jesus is telling us this is how he's going to handle it. This is how we should handle it. He said, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the, bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the, ha- the blind. So that got a hold of me. And the idea was when the locals won't come, go get the broken locals. They'll come. And, you know, I mean, this is as plain as could be. That just jumped off the whole context of that page. And in America, it's we are known as a fat nation that is that is wants nothing to do with God, post-Christian and happy to be so. And um, and so, you know, the, the, the multi-ethnic churches are doing a lot better. The ones that are going after the ones that are uncomfy, uh, you know, they're just not it's not their you know, they feel left out. And and so Jesus said 
go, and he, he used the term poor, maimed, halt, blind. These are people that have been blindsided by life. It's it, life hit them and they're not the same. So in the communities around us, brother, I'm meeting over and over people that are at a vulnerability point. In fact, they're at a, they're at a, a fork in the road. They're at a breaking point. They're going to either, they're going to take their lives or they're going to get help. I mean, yeah. we're, we're meeting so many people that are just it's right there. Yeah. I, I still remember, you know, tomorrow we'll talk about the hardest people we met, the hardest situations. We'll share them without names and without getting too deep. So you won't know who the people are, but just how the hopeless, uh, that's what God's all about. God's all about the hopeless. Uh, those that you look at and say, well, there's no hope there. Uh, it, it's not worth doing anything. The other night I was telling Kevin, I got a call and this, this fellow called me, uh, called me out of Michigan. And I mean, his life was upside down and, and for 30 minutes he was throwing everything at me, uh, you know, about the country, about everything you could ever think of a real nice man. And what he was saying kind of made sense, but it was to a point of hysteria. And, and I say that, and I use this particular man, and, and just so you know, I talked to 14 people from Michigan last year, so if you think it's you, it's probably not. And uh, th- 14 men, uh, Deb's dealt with six or seven women, but I will never forget this. Uh, as I talked to them, I stopped them and said, hey, brother, are you saved? And he said, yeah, when I was young, my parents took me to church my entire life, and I said, no, wait a minute. Are you saved? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? What makes you saved? he said, well, I was baptized, uh, you know, at a chapel service. And I said, no, no, I'm not talking about that. And the perspective that people have when they accept the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it was like he took this deep breath and God touched his entire body. And he started talking normal. And he said, you know, this, this stuff really bugs me, but man, we need to help people. So it went from, I just want to you know, run away and hide in a cabin in the woods, never see human being again to man. We got to help people. We, we got to make a difference, you know, but whoso have this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, literally the lowest you can go. And you got, I'm shut down. I'm completely shut down. I'm not helping Kevin. We got to help. We're going to keep on helping. And, and guys like that guy in Michigan, we're there for him. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, just before I went to Somerville, Oregon, in that meeting I told you about, I preached three times in this church in uh, Utah. And at one point, the pastor said, all right, the, uh, Kevin's going to be available. Brother Rob's going to be available. And, uh, you know, if you want to set up a session with him, set up a session. So, Obviously, if a woman, if it was a woman, there was a certain place set up out in out in the uh, open zone, so to speak, but private enough that where they could talk about their their situation. Long story short, afterwards, I looked into the aisle and I have a picture of about of me there with twenty people, about twenty people lined up at that church coming, saying help. Some of them, you know, just even sharing with tears as they met me at the front of the church. And it wasn't in the invitation, it was after the service. But the idea was, yeah, there are people that are hurting and they, they're just, they're, they're beyond, 
they're 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 closed up. It's, it's the buttercup is closed up, and and ever the world's been saying, "Suck it up, buttercup." I did, and they're like, "Yeah, but you didn't go through what I went through." One gal was raped twice when she was just a child, starting when she was three years old. Oh. Um, she remembered it clearly. No, I'm sorry, she's the five year old. There was another boy that was raped when he was three. But, uh, but yeah, it just, brother, you, you just hear these things and you realize we're have, we need to get, uh, the biblical approach to them. Cause that's the only thing that works. Praise God. Yeah. We need the Lord. And, uh, and, and just knowing probably the largest segment of, of people I've dealt with in the past year, uh, just honestly, Debbie working with a lot of them, but probably the largest segment is people who've been abused in a terrible physical way, which God and the word of God is completely against the new Testament times. Uh, the death penalty is what you got for raping somebody. And I think that still should be the case. Listen, mm-hmm. folks, we're going to hop in here tomorrow. We're going to continue to talk about why we do what we do, who the people are, just you guys. And, uh, because these narcissists come along and hurt us, we got a great God. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Make sure you come back. Make sure you're part of that. We're so excited to be with you. Get a hold of me at Doug at Wounded Spirits if I can do anything for you. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.